Welcome to the Crack On Podcast, hosted by me, John Saunders. Crack On! Hey guys, welcome to episode 12, uh, series one. I'm really looking forward to bringing you this guy as well, because he's, me and Jason go back, uh, not a long time, a few years, and I'll go, we, you'll find out more during the podcast where, when, it was recorded pre-Christmas, so it's got a bit of delay on on stories that we went through. Um, I think I wish you Merry Christmas a couple of times. Um, but Jason's a real, got a real crack on mindset. And that's what this podcast is all about, is bringing out people that have just got that attitude and mindset to just get on with things. Um, he's in the travel industry and hospitality, which you'll run through again in the, in the podcast, which has just gone through the hardest time through, through the, the pandemic. You know, all travel ended. Um, and you can tell by the way that the podcast goes, just how positive the guy actually is. Um, I can't wait to bring it to you. Anyway, here's Jason Edwards from Edwards Coaches. Good morning, guys. How are we doing? Uh, afternoon, Jason. Mate, how long, how long haven't we uh, got this on? It's been, I've had to sort of postpone it two, three times. Mate, I'm really, really sorry, but I'm so glad and chuffed. You know, Jason Edwards is on, is on, on, the, on in the house. How are you doing, mate? Yeah, very well. Thank you, mate. Hey, listen, just want to say if it was one of my buses, I would have got sacked. The times you put this meeting back, mate, right? I would have got drawn over the calls if it was me making these errors and stuff. Oh, and I, I tell you, I, 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 I was expecting it, mate. I was expecting to be drawn over the calls, you know. If my bus is a five minutes late, mate, right? I have a right kick in. Only <laughs> three weeks we are on this, man. Oh, mate, absolutely. I tell you, and, and all of it, I can only take total blame for. So I'll 100% take your <laughs> accountability. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> I'm glad you're going with me on that, mate. <laughs> hey, but, hey, how's things anyway? Look, it's been a long time since we caught up, and how's things with you? How's life in the in the Edwards household, and how's things going? Uh, do you know, it's, it's been um, what, what are you? I think we've all we've all experienced, you know, you know the, the the pluses and the minuses in life and stuff. You know, I, I, I'm awful lucky. I'll go home to this afternoon. I will see the missus. I'll see the two kids. I'll see the dog jumping up all over me, and for me, that's ticked all the boxes. Yeah. Um, you know, you you put everything else, you know, put the wayside really, but. I think as you get older as well, John, you know, you focus on what's really important. Yeah. Um, and again, everything is really important, you know, but you just assess how important it is on the on the food chain, really, don't we? Um, yeah, no, mate, I totally, yeah, mate, totally appreciate it. We'll go into COVID in a bit as well. I've got a couple of things, but let's, tell, let's go through, let the audience know and give them a bit of insight to, to, to Jason. What, you know, tell childhood, bring it up, where you went to school and give us a bit of an overview, bud. I'm not sure we'll be able to do it. We'll have to edit more than we'll have to keep in, mate. <laughs> it was it was a pretty uh, pretty uh, colourful sort of childhood. I, I started off, you know, I, I live now in a little village called Ebelisef, and I actually grew up about oh, two miles from where I was born. Right. So I, I haven't travelled, you know. You know, even though I'm in the travel industry, my roots are really, you know, still in the village and the community I was brought up with. Um, I went to a little junior school, um, Gwen Kellen. Um, I went from Gwen Kellen then into a, into a beer, the College of Further Knowledge, I call it, Brinkenelog yeah. School. And, and it was, it was a, it's got a great academic sort of culture now and everything else. But the day I was in, it was more, you know, standing up for yourself and looking after yourself. 
um, it, it, it was more about life and learning about life, you know, first hand at the, 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 at the coal face. Um, yeah, bet me. So, yeah. I played rugby a bit, but I tell you what, it is like a baptism of fire, mate, I'm telling you. Do you know what? It's, it's a real, real tough old school. Yeah. But the people that went there, you know, I played for Latin Vada Rugby Club, played for Bay the Rugby Club, and, and for such a tough environment, the people, when you get to know them, are so soft. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, you, you look at them and they've got this hard sort of outer skin and stuff and everything else on them. When you get underneath that, the people in the community are just absolutely blinding. Yeah. You know, they would move absolutely anything for you. They wouldn't yeah. let the wind blow on you. I wouldn't want to cross them. No, you know, no, I'm, glad, no. I'm, glad, I'm glad I was wearing the green and gold, not another yeah. colour from somewhere else, you know, but just yeah. wonderful people. I just got fond memories of growing up, really. Yeah, I bet. And it was like a school of Ironlocks, really, when you look back at it, I yeah. bet. Yeah, it was. I was lucky, you know, uh, we had a couple of famous people in the school with us as well that, that are really humbling, sort of, you know, feet on the ground and they're still that way now, you know. We yeah. don't know any different. It's just the yeah. way we were brought up. It's the way our parents brought us up. And I think if you, if, if you did get carried away with things, you'd be pretty much brought back down to earth with a bump. Um, yeah. And I think it's testament, really. You know, the friends I had in Goyne Kelly and the friends I had in the streets, the friends I had in Brinkenelog and Landry Rugby Club, Bay the Rugby Club are still really good friends of mine now. And, and, and I, I know sometimes... Isn't that testament to the, to the community spirit of bear mind, isn't it? You know, in, yeah. in Wales, just for people who aren't from Wales who don't really grasp and understand that, there's a real sense of, like you said earlier on, you know, you might have a hard game. You might get a bit of a ruck on on the on the pitch, but the community afterwards and that 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 community feel is 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 something that Wales has got is in in abundance because there's some tough places up in that valley, isn't it? Yeah, I I, I think it's a magical sort of thing, really. It's, it's yeah, like a sort of romantic sort of uh, ideal sort of you know. It's based on hardship. You know, Bather, for instance, the main industry in Bather was it was a mine. Was, yeah, was the Cum Colliery. Um, you know, there's there's no really major um, employment now in that area, so there's an area of deprivation. Yeah. But the yeah. people would absolutely give anything if he was ever short. You yeah. know, and, and again, to put a price on that, I don't think you can. No. It's just sort of if you could bottle that up and, and sell it around the world, you'd be a multi multi billionaire. You'd be yeah. able to Google. Um, yeah, but really fortunate, you know, to to grow up in such a friendly environment, you know, and. And learn, you know, by mistakes and, you know, just growing up, really. And and again, like you say, I could, you know, pick the phone up to any of the boys today and they'd be there, you know, at a shot, really. And likewise, I would as well. But um, it's Wales, mate, isn't it? It's what we do. It's a funny old thing because in business, you know, we, we quite spread across South Wales. And and I always think, you know, when you talk to my English friends, you know, the banter with the rugby, nobody ever gets in unless you're from Wales because <laughs> Newport hates Cardiff. Yeah. And 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 Philetley, it's Swansea, right? Yeah, and, I know. and then when you go to Swansea, Sketty, it's skewing. Yeah. So you know, there's sort of tribal yeah. rivalry, you know, it's like uh Chrysler Kyog will will eat Caldecott. It's, oh, it's, it's Cumbran it is. So I, I was Cumbran, saying, you know, Cumbran. Cumbran. both of us will know Ian Goff, right? So yeah. Ian Goff, the Cum- a Crossy Kyog boy, went over the bridge to Cumbran. I tell you what, oh, he got absolutely every played Crossy Kyog, he got absolutely uh, a hiding. And he told me that once, he was like, that was the ha- the game I would absolutely hate. Because they wouldn't, you know, they wouldn't worry about you on the bottom of the rack. You'd end up having it, you know? Yeah, it is. It's a funny thing, because again, the two clubs I played for, Lantford and Beira, absolutely yeah. hate each other. Oh, they hate do each mate, other. Yeah. yeah, right. So I, I was coaching, you know, the mini rugby is, you know, we, we, we'll touch on that later on. But when, yeah, we, yeah. when I was coaching the mini rugby at Lantford, 
I, I go back to beta and I was like, like I was like the local leper. I was like, you know, it was, but it, I'd always make a point every time I went to beta, I'd always have my Lantwood kit on. And every time I went to Lantwood, I'd always have my beta kit on just oh, to wind him up to see the reaction he got. Yeah, well, I used to, I used to very close, close relationship. I know him very well. Uh, Brent, Brent Davis. Uh, yeah, proper yeah, yeah. beta boy. Um, Brett Davy. Brett Davy. Yeah, Brett Davy. I tell you what, what a, what yeah. a gentleman he is. But would I ever yeah. cross him? For the record, never. I would never cross him. I've yeah, seen yeah. He, he saved my bacon many a time. And, you know, he's yeah. a great guy, but so passionate about his rugby. I'll give you one little story about him, which probably summarizes the Valley's view. He knows Gethy and Mellon very well. Mellon's obviously yeah, yeah. from that area. Yeah. And um, Wales had a game the one Saturday. And uh, I, I, I spoke to the, the Brent on the Tuesday. I said, those things, Brent, what do you think of the game Sunday? I said, I tell you what, we'd have won that if Gethin had done X, Y, and Z. And I, I rang him on Monday and I told him. I said, what do you mean? I said, I, told, I rang Mellon up and I told him. If he'd have got lower in the scrum, and I was like, that just that just encapsulates what the Valleys is all about. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah, it is. And, and the, thing, the thing with Gethin as well, Mellon, like, you know, I, I remember it. Tell you another quick story, right? Yeah, True yeah, story, yeah. this is. And I, I was good friends with his father and his mother, Leslie, you know, right. passed away sadly many years ago. So I've seen Gethin, you know, from a young age. Yeah. And, and another outstanding player that come from there, there was Mike Lowen, number eight, yeah. all from the same cut. So I was really, I was really good friends with Di, uh, Di Mike's older brother. Right. And we were playing for beer the seconds one day, you know, as we do. And the yeah. seconds match was called off. So we said, right, we're going to go on a trip. We're going to watch Pont Youth. And we went over the over the over the mountain to watch Pont Youth to watch Mike play in. Right. Mike always played for Pont Youth, which is Di's brother. Yeah, yeah. And unknown to me, this prop was playing and he was absolutely outstanding. And he came from there was one ruck or scrum, or whatever, you know, phase, whatever ball he was. And he was wrapping around the winger and, and taking wow. the ball off the winger, right? And I said, I remember saying to Di at the time, I said, Christ, who's that? I said, he's gonna play for Lions one day. And I said it in, in jest, obviously, wow. you know. And I didn't know who he was. And he said, oh, that's Dosh's boy, Gethin. I went, Jesus Christ, his, his old man never run like that, I could tell you. <laughs> but, um, and and it was, so. I, I mean, I was a patron for Gethin when it was his testimonial year. Yeah, of course, yeah. And, uh, and another thing that Gethin just sums him up, really, is his first paycheck that he got for Ponty many, many years ago. We were in um, in the local nightclub in the Market Tavern in Ponty. Oh, Market Tavern, oh. go on, boys. We're, yeah, we're men and men, and, and she was <laughs> frightened. And, and I always remember it, Gethin, he came over to me with, with a shot. And I said, he was with Martin, with Nuggets, you know, Chief and all yeah, the boys. Yeah, and I, Chief and the boys. I said, yeah, I said, what's that for? He said, I've just had my first pay packet and I wanted to buy you a drink. Oh, and, and it was just priceless, you know? So yeah. I'm always, again, you know, you, you talk about the boys, you know, Brett Davey, you know, Mike Glowing, you know, Melon. They're all proper local uh, yeah. Valley's boys, you know, and just look after each other, really. Yeah, it's totally. Mate. I mean, to uh, Bradley's up the, the road as well, isn't he? Bradley Davis is <laughs> from that way as well. Yeah, well, again, I work with Bradley's old man, uh, Blethyn. Oh, dude. So, yeah, so Blethyn and I go back years, right? And um, another quick story, we were down the Vale one day many years ago, and um, yeah. Bradley said to me, he said, listen, I've just phoned your man and told him down in the do with all the players. And I said, oh, are you sure? Is that safe, you know? He says, too late now, I've done it. So all of a sudden, uh, Blethyn turned up then, and, and I think we were there till about six in the morning, me and Blethyn, um, downstairs in the bar with the fireplace going, nice. just chewing the fat, really. You know, I haven't seen him for so long. You know, he's just a scream, absolute yeah, scream. Well, I used Bradley. to work with his brother. I used to work with his brother, Bradley's brother. Yeah. And uh, I remember a little story about Bradley when he was in the youth for Cardiff. So I was running, we'd open Tiger Tiger then. 
Yeah. So I was, he came in with the youth team and he, obviously he's massive. He was massive then, he's still yeah, massive yeah. now. And yeah. in our club, in the nightclub, there's a small ceiling. So one of the doormen came up to me and said, I had a radio call saying, John, someone's headbutting the lights. I said, you are? said, John, someone's coming in and headbutting the lights. I was like, wait there now. So I got up there and Bradley was was bouncing up on his toes and headbutting the, the ceiling. Yeah. Yeah, so I had yeah. to ask him, look, bud, do me a favour, stop headbutting the lights. You know, it was the first one <laughs> I ever told. <laughs> he was very respectful. He said, "Sorry, mate, I didn't mean to," and he was fine. Yeah. We get me and Bradley get on really well as well. So it's, uh, they're all top boys, you know. They're yeah, all top we. Boys. So rugby's, rugby's been a big part of your life, mate, because obviously that's where we met, wasn't it? We obviously yeah. met, you know, probably previous we'd run run into each other, but we'd obviously we we turned up on a Sunday morning, the one morning, and you were coaching your boy, I was coaching my boy. You know, we had a great dust up to me, had a good time. Yeah, it was. And I think I think it's really important as well. It's such a grounding as well for me, yeah. you know, for business and stuff and all the nonsense you've got to put up with every day. You know, when you when you're faced there, and I tell you what, it's a, it's a bloody exposing sort of position to be in when you've got like 30 kids turning up on a on a Tuesday night and you haven't got a clue what you're doing. You're really <laughs> exposed to the elements. And and it's it's, it's sink or swim. And, and another yeah. quick story, when, when I first started, I was asked by an old mate of mine, Rob Emanuel. I don't know if you know Rob. He, yeah, Emmanuel yeah, Jones know, yeah. So Rob phoned me up. He said, listen, can you come and help me out, you know, coach the kids? I said, Rob, I haven't played rugby for 15, 20 years, you know. Give it, yeah. give it a break. Anyway, I'd write the script and, you know, I'm like I'm a bit, you know, detailed and stuff. And I turned yeah, up yeah. like five minutes to this, 10 minutes to that, five minutes to that. And I think for the first six or seven training sessions, Rob would phone me up after the end of the session. He said, listen, do you want to come up for a bottle of wine? So it was a Tuesday night and we'd go back up to Rob's house, which is just up the road from me. And yeah. the two of us would be sitting here totally, what, what went wrong? What did yeah. we do wrong again? Because <laughs> the kids just run amok. And, and we'd, have to, we'd have a bottle of wine in between us and think, right, we've got to take control of this now next week. The following yeah. week, the same thing will happen again, you know? Yeah, but it was yeah. brilliant. Brilliant. We, it's had, just we had some good dust, so I know, you know, all I remember about your team when we ever played you, we'd always have a really good, expansive game, wouldn't we? You try and get them out wide. I try getting my guys out wide. We'd always have a good game. St Peter's versus you know, Lantwit was a it's a great game, wasn't it? I think the philosophy we had, you know, is 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 a, rugby's a wonderful sport for all shapes and sizes. Agreed. And we just we just you know, I'd, I'd come off the off the pitch sometimes, and the parents or the kids would ask me if we won or not. And genuinely, I didn't know whether we had won or not. Because yeah. it wasn't about winning, it no, was just no. watching the kids enjoy. And and we try and get the ball to the wingers, you know, or or, or whatever. We never kept a 10-man sort of game. It was kids just playing, playing for fun on a on a park on a Sunday. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we we were lucky, you know, we had, we got some exceptional talents. Um, and we got some fabulous parents that were supporting those kids and just let them. I think they just grow in really and enjoying their sport. And, yeah, and it, it was you turn up at some teams and you see the parents were too aggressive and it was yeah. winning at all costs and just lost the, the game was just lost on me then you know yeah um, are you still involved now mate or are you still involved I had a drop it yeah I, I, to be honest with you again if, if I can't commit to something you know fully I can't do it yeah. and, and with work you know going the way it was and then the high sheriff sort of title sort of landing on me I had to sit down with the other coaches you know me Paul uh, you know Norm the other coaches and say I think I need to give it a skip for a year I need to yeah. jack it in because I couldn't commit to every Tuesday and every Sunday because of you know the high sheriff obligation. So I, I do miss it. I love oh. the kids. 
I still go up and watch him training and stuff, and they still all chucking mud at me and messing about, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's good. It's, it's just no hiding place, really. It's, it's ruthless. It's a, it's a ruthless No, no, it right is. And, and as you said, mate, it's a baptism of fire, isn't it? You know, it is a total oh, yeah. baptism of fire. So the, yeah, the, let's, let's go into Edwards coaches then. Let's go into, you know, where did it all start? I've seen, you know, 19 years, 20 years within it. Talk us through the journey of the company and, where, and, and your, your involvement in it, mate. Well, it's, it started way back in 1925. So it was it was a, a great, great grandfather of mine, George Edwards. And he moved up from Lamphy down in West Wales. And he, he came up to the valleys chasing work with his sons. Um, you know, and they, they ended up, they built many houses and uh, properties in, a, in and around Tonopandi. Right. You know, Judges Hall, you know, where leaks are now and things like that. And then he, he found out that the workers couldn't get back and forth to work. So we ended up putting a minibus on, you know, like an old charabang. Yeah. And then he found he was getting good at this sort of minibus work and, and got another minibus, then another minibus. And then 90 so many years on, now we're here. So I'm, I'm fifth generation, really, in the family business. Amazing. Um, so we got George Edwards to blame for all his bloody nonsense we did, really. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's just, it's just what it is. You know, my, my working career actually started off in British Airways, you know, in Caerphilly. So I'm, I'm an aircraft engineer by trade. I just wanted to do my own thing. I yeah. didn't want the silver spoon, you know, and everybody saying this and that. So I bought my own house, bought my own car, got my own qualifications. Absolutely yeah. loved. I spent 13 years with British Airways that then became General Electric. And yeah. again, real strong memories and real strong friends there. You know, it's, I learned so much really about, about life. And we laughed, but worked hard as well. Yeah. And I came into the business in 2001 um, and I've been here ever since, really, you know, just trying yeah, to make a difference. It's interesting you say about the um, the silver spoon. I know a lot of people, a few guys that have got parents that have got uh, businesses, and it's interesting me talking to my own son now. Is you know, as what what are you gonna you know you you got a boy the same age as me, and it's it's having those yeah. conversations about actually if I have a business or I got a business, you know, you're gonna come in or you, would you like to come in? I mean, it's probably is this something you're talking to your boy back at, at the moment about or? Oh no! The sons, the two sons I got now is, is they both just enjoying life and enjoying yeah. sport. My oldest son, he's really lucky. He's, he's up in Clandeverry College on a sports scholarship, and right. he's just enjoying his rugby, his education. You know, he's just and he was ready for it. You know, he's sixteen and he was he just seems to be really flourishing. Yeah, but then the environment, you know, that the, the coaches, you know, your Nathan Thomas, your Owen Cunningham's have set up there. It's like we were saying earlier. There's no pressure on the kids. Is the, the pressure on the kids is for them to enjoy and, and, and just have a go. Um, and, and again, it's, it's going to come back to me and, and, my, and my partner, Lynn, as well. There's no pressure off us, you know, if, they, if they're successful or not, as long as they're happy, as long as they're healthy. And I always tell them, it's just be the best you can, you know, whether it's the best person or the best this or the best that, just be the best you can, you know, and enjoy yeah. what you do. Um, so that. there's no pressure, no pressure off my kids to come into this business, just enjoy what they want to do, really. Yeah, no, I love that. I love that. And I think, you know, like you say, sometimes there's a bit of pressure put on the person to yeah. take over that mantle, isn't it? I mean, farmers, as an example, you know, they, they, they've had this, you know, for centuries in the family, and then and there's yeah. a bit of an expectation. But so you joined then 13 years after. Talk us uh, how it's been since then, because I bet it's been oh. uh, you know, I, I, recently. I know you've had to be put through <laughs> the mill, which we'll run yeah. through, but. Yeah, 19 years ago you joined it. What uh, tell us, tell us not, the journey? It just, it just, you know, again, you just the, the disciplines you learned really as growing up in life. You know, respect, hard work. Yeah. You know, you yeah. make your own luck. You know, um, you, you're committed. You know, 
you've got a good team again you go back to your sporting things again and it's what sport built of it's, it's respect it's yeah. hard work it's team culture it's enjoyment you know celebrating success knuckling down when things are not going so well you know it's a simple sort of ethos really and you just brought that to the business you know um yeah we're doing we're doing okay you know there's a lot of other things we we don't do really well and we got to brush up on yeah. um that's probably me being me i'm always looking i'm not chasing the dream but i always know there's something you can improve on yeah um, and and again you know you get up in the morning you, you know you, you should want to come to work with a smile on your face and I think the thing where I am now is it's the team of people I got around me are actually driving me on. It's 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 brilliant to come to work really and and have see the energy you now and the focus on. I think you know when when you go through times of adversity as we all you know we've all been through at the moment. Yeah. It just re-energizes you. It just gives you that focus of what's important. Um, we've had to make you know redundancies and restructures and we've gone through some real tough decision making processes. You know. Yeah. But we're going to come out of this far stronger. You know, far more mobile, accurate, detailed business with a team of people around us just really want to make a difference. Yeah. And it's, it's it's really tough at the moment. I think, you know, we've got to stand in joke. I think if we owned a cinema, we'd be involved in every business, not really to be involved with or advised not to be in. Yeah. Because <laughs> when COVID hit, we had 310 buses on the road every day. And then when COVID hit that, that, that day and that time, we went down to three buses. Wow. So, so you know, you've got all the demobilization and parking of everything up and laying everybody off and putting everybody on furlough and cash flow problems, you know. And it's been really a hell of a learning curve, you know. Something I think I, I, I never want to see or go through again, but I've, I've again, I've learned an awful lot of positives from it. Yeah. Um, what, would they be? what would the main ones be, man? What would the main positives be? I mean, I was going to, I was going to say to yourself, Give us a scale of where you're at now, because 310 vehicles. I mean, that just even closing my eyes and thinking about how many that is. That's that's a that's a great fleet, isn't it? Yeah, well, we we you know one of our businesses, Nash Express. You know, we got like yeah. a franchise with Nash Express, so we do um, we do Swansea, Cardiff, Bristol depots. You know, all, all around the UK, really. I think we do uh, we we go around the world 44 times a year with Nash Express. The amount of miles that we do, right. <laughs> Yeah, so we, we, we it's, it's just simple to simplify it. We go to London every day, 120 times a day. So every 10 minutes, we got a bus going to London. Um, I think at the moment, we got we got 30 times a day going back and forth to London. Wow. Um, so again, you know, the, the dynamic of the... Of the of, I think you ask questions of your own ability. And I think you just go back, really, and you go back to that word again. You, you can only control the controllables. Yeah, yeah, if, yeah. It's out, if it's out to your hands and out to your focus, you're going to influence on it. You can't yeah. judge on that. you just got to deal with the stuff that is important to you. Um, our staff's welfare, physical and mental welfare. Um, you know, you risk assess everything. You yeah. know, you, you've got your obligations to the bank, to stakeholders, to the staff. Um, so, so um, you know, you need to communicate. You need to tell everybody within reason what's going really well and what's not going so well. Yeah. Um, I think when everybody understands the structure and the path that we're on, you buy into it or you don't buy into it, really. Um, yeah. I don't make anybody... Well, I, I just say, you know, I don't make anybody come to work, but I'm thrilled the bits when people do come to work yeah, because they want to come yeah. to work, they make a difference. Yeah. You know, so yes, COVID has been tough you know really really tough for everybody i was a um, a friend of mine his his mother and his sister passed away this morning um, it was a funeral it was this morning you know dicky oh, andrews yeah and it's really really sad and you just you go there um and it just puts everything into perspective really yeah 
um, you know, what the family are going through, you know, friends and relatives. Um, and, and, and like you say, like we started off, I'll go back home tonight now to see the missus, the dog wagging his tail and then two kids want to want to dust up. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And, and again, it just puts it into perspective, really, is we're really fortunate and lucky to, be, to have what we've got. Yeah, totally. Oh, no, look, and I totally, and, and that, it wouldn't, that doesn't surprise me, how you, with regards to how that is, because that is humble. It's also understanding everyone I have, I've sort of in, interviewed so far or met with, have all said the same thing, just trying to get that perspective on life, you know, and find what is important and actually being able to slip back into that and understand it, you know? Yeah, it is. I think it's, a, it's, it's been a, I, I don't want to use the word great, but it has, it's been a great learning curve. Yeah. You know, on, on everybody. And I think really we've all found out what's important in life. Yeah. And it's not flying off to far fair places of the world or fancy this or fancy that. It's just going out and getting some fresh air, you know, when you yeah. can get fresh air and and just, you know, talking to your friends and catching up and little things, eating well, you know, and, and like I say, just seeing the kids grow up and seeing the kids flourish, you know, and um and seeing the people in work flourish and really stepping out of their comfort zone to develop. Um yeah, it's been a learning curve, but I hope we never see it again, mind. You know, yeah, but um, yeah. Yeah, I think we take a lot of positives from it as well. And what do you think? What do you think the? You know, we're going to come to right at the end. I'm going to say what's next for Edwards. We'll come to that in a sec. But where do you think the COVID? You know, what is the best thing for the next? You know, where do you see it all going? Next six months, eight months in the business world. You know, where do you see it all panning out? Because obviously, you've got business as well. You you alluded to it that. You've got leisure industry, haven't you? You've got uh, yeah. investing hotels and stuff. And where do you see all that that going? I think we've had, you know, we, we had a motto really in the business that we, we put together was get to Easter. So five, six months ago, we, we just wrote, wrote, you know, put a, a, a drew, drew a line in the sand. Yeah. And we wrote in the sand, let's get to Easter. And our commitment to get to Easter was 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 everything really, because we knew as a business, if we can get to Easter, we've cracked it. Yeah. Um, if we get to Easter and there's no vaccine or nothing in place, you know, we as a business are stuffed. Our industry is stuffed. The country's stuffed. Yeah. So yeah. the get to Easter motto was something we we held dear, really, and it was That's it was the that. motivation we had every day. Um, we've cracked that now. You know, we've got to Easter. I think our cash flow projections are looking at March 22. You know, yeah. so we're in a good position. Good. Um, the vaccines come out, which is God. I think everybody's, you know, they quick to shout to the politicians and everything else, you know. There's no way would I want to be a politician. No. You're damned no. if you do and you're damned if you don't. You know, everybody's yeah, yeah, totally. in the mud and stuff. And and I think enough, you know, the NHS staff have done really, really well, you know, frontline staff, key workers. But what are these scientists done to turn yeah, this yeah. vaccine around in time? You know, I think it's normally a number of years to turn it around in months is incredible. Yeah, you no, know, they all but I think it shows what you're saying. If you, you know, it's one of those ones. If you've got to do it, and you and you've got you get yeah. it done, it shows. It's a bit like I use it from a rugby analogy, where the World Cup, where they had in Japan, where they had those those hurricanes come in, and there was potential one of those games was going to be cancelled. But the yeah. Japanese looked at it, turned it, but somehow that game went on, and they should never have yeah. gone on the Wales game, but it went on. And I just yeah. think in adversity, those people that really can make it happen. I know I'm going to use the word crack on, but when you've got to get on with it, you've got to get on with it, haven't you? Yeah, I think that comes down to attitude as well. Totally. You know, the, the crack on thing is, it, it is, it's, it's, it's really, it's what drives us all on. And I, and I think the people that have got that sort of mindset, the crack on, positive ambition to do it, you will find a way around it. Yeah. It, it, it may not be the same as what you hope for, but you still get to the same result. Um yeah. 
I just wish, you know, after the autumn season or the, the international we just had, we, were, we had some sort of hurricane or some sort of tsunami or whatever <laughs> to postpone the matches we just had because they were pretty tough to watch on times, really, you know. Yeah, because um, you, you, you get, well, that's part and parcel what Edwards does, right? You take the Welsh boys all around the world and yeah. all around the country. I mean, that must be a great deal, uh, privilege to be part of that. Yeah, it is. It's really, again, keep using the same words. It is really humbled by it, you know. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm awful, you know, awful lucky to know a lot of the guys growing up over the years as well. And, and everybody, again, you know, you jump on the bandwagon, the press and sling mud and stuff. But when you go down there and you see the effort the boys put in week in, week out, yeah. you know, the back, backroom staff have been planning that for months meticulously, you know, yeah. hard work, hard graft, you know, sleepless nights, you know. I remember Cook's story about Gatland, Vaughan Gatland, right? And then... Yeah. Um, I got up one morning, it was stupid o'clock, it was like four in the morning. I had to get up because my head was buzzing about something, you know, so I, I came to work and got on with some emails. I had a, a, an email I had to send to Warren, send him an email. I had a reply straight away, it was like half past four in the morning. And, and I replied to him and I said, what on earth are you doing up at half past four in the morning? He said, yeah. I'm going to beat the Aussies. I want to beat the Aussies. Happy and he was up, Yeah, he was up studying the form for the Autumn Internationals at 4.30 in the morning. Yeah, so when you look at the word crack on and motivation and stuff, that's him. Yeah. He hasn't got to be the successful sort of rugby coach, same as, as Pivak, same as all the players, without putting the hard work in. Yeah. You know, you've got to get up. You've got to put the hours in. You've got to put a shift in. Sometimes yeah. it pays off, sometimes it doesn't. But you still put your boots on and get on with it. So I think Wales, you know, the problem we got is such a hotbed and everybody's rugby sort of general sort of scientists and they all know what's going on yeah. but when you go down there and you see the boys the disappointment they got if they've lost the match and, and the commitment and the hard work is is priceless you know 100% you know behind whatever Wales do really same yeah. as the football same as everything really you represent your country it's the pinnacle of your career yeah you know? I totally agree I mean you mentioned then about the down the ups and the downs you know when Jason we've all been ups and downs I know you know first hand you know where they take you and everything yeah when Jason's in that place, what gets you back into that position of rolling back up? What a question. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was I, thinking I, about I, when you were talking about the, uh, the football, it came to me. <laughs> yeah, you bugger. Um, I, I, do you know what? I think what it is really, it sounds a bit silly. It maybe sound a bit up, 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 up yourself. It's self-belief, you know? Mm. I think it's having a bit of self-belief. It's a bit of honesty, looking yourself in the mirror, dusting yourself off. I tend to take myself away from the problem. I tend to yeah. go for a walk with the dog. Yeah. I get away from, from the noise and then I think it through and I come back in and refreshed. I say, right, this is what we got to do. Um, I, I, I talk to people, you know, I talk to people that I'm close to. I talk to people that I trust. Um, and again, I, I, you know, I never know the answers to any of the questions, but I know somebody that will. Yeah. Um, and again, it's just having that sort of network that, that support sort of function around you, you can you can rely on, depend on, whether it's your mates from school or the guys in, you know, the staff in work or the WIU guys, you know, Carline down there, you know, Martin Williams, God, what a baptism of fire you've had this well, year. I was going to say, mate, I mean, obviously oh. you've got Mellon, you've got Mellon oh. being the backs coach and you've got the Martin, Martin team manager, what a great, uh, great team yeah. duo, wouldn't it? Yeah, I tell you a quick story with those bloody pain as well. When they were playing, they we, we, they didn't have the veil down in um, you know, Chadwell's place down the Vale Hotel. They were training in Pontaclean Rugby Club, right. and I tell you the reg number of the bus. It was CN one five. Uh, oh, sugar, I can't. It was a Bova fifty one plates. So was two thousand and one, right? Right. And it was just when docking stations were coming out now, you know, new technology. 
And of course, yeah. the buses are on time and Thumper was there. Now he said, oh, listen, he said, we've got a big problem with the players. They want this docking machine. I said, what's a docking machine? <laughs> of course, it was about playing music on the bus and stuff. So we went out now and got this docking machine fitted to the bus, right? And the two culprits would moan and groan at any opportunity with Nugget and Melon. Yeah, and I, even if something went wrong with the bus, before the bus driver would phone me, those two were on the mobile phone saying, oh, this bus is rubbish. You need to sort <laughs> this out. And I said, well, what's the matter, boys? You know, yeah, yeah. they would tell me what had gone wrong with something before the bloody bus driver. And of course, <laughs> in 2001, everybody's, you know, it was on everybody's mind. It was docking stations and music systems. But oh, yeah, but it's, again, it's just so nice to see the boys, you know, come good yeah. and, and to develop and grow into the stature they are now. And I sat down, you know, we had a chat with Martin a few, few weeks ago, maybe months ago. And what he's been through this season as team manager is nothing but it's beyond belief. Oh, you know, he started off in Ireland, you know, with the bad weather. Yeah, and, and the team, the team uh, plane landed in Birmingham. You know, I was watching it coming over on, on the flight tracker. And of course, I had a phone call to say the team's in Birmingham. What can you do? Oh. Right. You know, so and I think Paul O'Martin, every, every, every match after that has been horrendous for him. Oh, I bet you know? he's had a, like I said, I mean, there's one person that used to always organise socials oh. with me. I mean, he used to bring a great party in the 29. He used to bring the BBC over after. So yeah. I had Paul O'Connor over there, dropping names. There's some great guys in there. Yeah, Patrick yeah. came over. So I used to, all my staff didn't follow rugby, but I was all over it. And it's fair yeah. play to him. He used to look after me. I used to look after him. Me and Nugget go, go back. You know, he's a great guy, great guy. Yeah, he is. Like you say, but um, you, you look at the word crack on and stuff and everything else, you know. It's something he's going to have written on his forehead, really, because the stuff he's had to put up with this year. And again, he's dealing with, with you know, elite sport. He's dealing with demands, you know, and incredible demands. Yeah. So, you know, for him and his support staff to pull up what they've done this year is beyond belief, really. It's yeah, incredible. It's been amazing, effort. mate. It's been amazing. Yeah. So, on, on yourself with regards to the High Sheriff, then, talk us through the story. So, the high, how did yeah. that come about? And, and, and what did the role here? It is the High Sheriff. The High Sheriff mug. Yeah, yeah, Sheriff Sheriff so how did that all come about? I was, uh, I love, I love, I can't wait for this story. I always want to ask you. It was, um, it was it, again, it was through um, adversity, really. We had a real nasty accident in Switzerland. Um, it was a coach accident. So six years ago, seven years ago, right. and one of our coaches was coming up from Italy. Um, it was coming up through Switzerland, through Lake Lucerne, and it stopped at a set of traffic lights, you know, the drivers were outstanding, um, Phil and, and, um, Terry Burke from Merthyr. And it was a Swiss postal lorry came into the back of us. So this Swiss postal lorry doing um, 60 kilometres an hour went straight into the back of our bus that had stopped at a red traffic light, you know, standing still. Right. The lorry hit our bus into the lorry in front and it was wow. just like a bomb had gone off. It was incredible. So we took a phone call from one of the passengers, Irate Daughters at the time, and she was, you know, understandably, you know, upset that we as a business and got made contact with her. And none of us knew what had gone on because our two drivers, our point of contact, yeah. were both unconscious, both flown off in a helicopter, you know, for medical treatment. So wow. we didn't know about it. Yeah, um, and, and from that instance, you know, we pressed the button, you know, um, we, we, we mobilised everything as much as we could and did what we could. I was on telly quite a lot and unknown to me, I must have come across reasonably well. Um, and then at the time, the Lord Lieutenant for Migla Morgan was um, Dame Kate Thomas, lovely, lovely lady. Oh, and yeah. and Migla Morgan is quite a tough gig. You know, yeah. you've got, you know, um, pockets of adversity, pockets of wealth. Yeah. It's just a mixed, mixed bag area. And I think they just wanted somebody really was was a little bit representative of the county or a bit, bit you know, me maybe, I don't know. No, um, obviously you. 
Yeah, and, and another real good family friend of mine at the time phoned me up and he said, I don't know how to put this. He said, but your name has been put forward as the eye sheriff of Miglam Morgan. And I said, you know, first thing I said, what does that do? What does that mean? So Google this straight away. Yeah, Google this straight away, you know, and I thought, oh, I can't go with it. Can't go wearing all that outfit. Um, but then, you know, when you, when you sit back and things and everything else, and it's like we touched on earlier, really, me as High Sheriff of Miglam Morgan is so much not about me. Yeah. It's about yeah. when I grew up. It's about the street I played in. It's about the school I went to. Yes. It's about the guys in British Airways. It's about the representation of Edwards coaches. Yeah. It's about the industry. It's about the WRU and everything else. You know, I, I, it's not about me. It's, it's who I represent and the people I've met over the years have made me and moulded me who I am. Yeah. So for me, it was a real honour, um, a real nervous honour, you know, to, to represent the county. Um, and again, you know, COVID put pain to that. It was yeah. it was all the plans and everything else you had, you know, going into the year, the yeah. term of office. Um, it, it was a privilege, you know, your name's on, on, on the title deed, let's say. But again, I've tried to do the best I can, you know, with, with the limited resources in, 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 in place. You know, like I say, we cracked on with it, really. Yeah, we, get on with it. And what exactly, yeah. so just tell me what, a, you know, for anyone that's listening, like some of you were like a high sheriff. I was joking about that when I said pistol, but tell us what exactly the role of a high sheriff is, just for everyone on, on, the, on the audience. It, it, and me, really. uh, like, yeah, high, high sheriff is, is I'm, rep, I'm a representative of the Crown. Right. So I represent the Crown, which is headed up by the Queen. So, so years, years and years and years ago, I would collect all the taxes from all the wealthy, all the wealthy people. Yeah. I'd have the option to hang the odd, odd, odd villain down again if I wanted to. I'd sit on court and stuff. So as it stands now in the modern era, I'm, I'm a representative for the Crown, which is uh, the judiciary services. Right, so okay. it's the courts, it's um, the emergency services, South Wales Police, Fire and Rescue, Ambulance. Wow. Um, so again, it's, it's, you know, for me, it's, it's more of a ceremonial duty now is... Um, I find myself doing a lot of thank yous to the people who are serving the community, um, awards and things like that. Um, so again, it's, it's a real, real privilege, really. Um, there's a lot of weight on your shoulders. It's, it's a burden of, of weight, really, to try and say thank you to the good of the community yeah. and, and to get a name out there, really. Um, That's cracking, man. You do that, look, I mean, from my point of view, you do that amazingly well. I think, you know, your presence on LinkedIn, socially, but just generally the way you put yourself across, I think is amazing, mate. And, uh, I, look, well, for one, I'm chuffed you're on here, but two, Miguel Morgan is very lucky to have you as the, in that role because I think it's a sounds sounds really exciting. How long's the the tender go on for? It, it's a legal term of office, you know. It was is drawn it? up. In the, yeah, it's drawn up in the Magna Carta, fifteen two, fifteen something, right? Yeah. So I think the first number of laws that were drawn up in the Magna Carta was all around the role of the High Sheriff. Oh wow! Um, so it's, it's really it's a term of office for a year. It's right. a legal appointment that's got to be witnessed by high court judges and everything else, you know. Um, again, you meet a lot, a lot of lovely people. It's yeah. such a privileged position. Yeah. You know, you yeah. see people that, that are really pushing a boat out, you know. We've got a campaign going on now with Feed a Food Bank. Yeah, see, I was so, just going so, to go on to the charity. You do a lot for charity within the Edwards as well and yourself, didn't you? Yeah, we try to, and, and unknown to us as well, really. You know, one of the guys who work with us, um, I, I wouldn't say his name, just in case he embarrasses him or whatever. Yeah, yeah, he, was coming, he was coming in with £200 worth of food a week. Wow. And, and, and my manager stopped him and said, listen, you know, you've done enough now. You don't need to come home with this food every week. And he said, no, I do. He said, because a few years ago, I was depending on the food bank for survival. Oh, wow. And none of us knew that. None no, of us knew amazing. It. Yeah, so he, he goes to the shop every week. He buys four or five bags of food or whatever and, and donates it to the food bank. And, wow. and again, it's just... 
there's a real lot of good people out there. There's more good people out there than bad. The yeah, problem we got, we tend to speak more about the bad people than the good. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's what that's what media is, and that's what people want to listen to, isn't it? Yeah, I yeah. agree with you, mate. I think that's again what's showing through this podcast is good people do good things, you know. And if you do good yeah. things, then more people will do them. Yeah, it is, and I think really the future is pretty exciting. Like we touched on, you know, where COVID's going to lead us and stuff. I think COVID has is, is had such a major influence on our lives. It's moulded us into better people. Yeah. I think society is going to be better for it. You know, whatever, whatever religious beliefs and, and, and everything else you've got, it's all irrelevant, really. We all respect that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we just mould everybody together as one unit. And I think going forward, I think it's going to be a better place to live. Yeah, because one of my questions is going to be, I've got the last couple of questions, it's, it's flown by. But one of the questions is going to be, what's the future for Jason and, and, and Edwards coaches? What What is the future? Oh, do you know, again, it's, it's probably a bloody boring old answer. Sorry, mate. No, but no, it, it's, on, it's just, like just, for, for me, it's just happy. It's just yeah. happy for myself, happy with the family. You know, fortunate, you know, the family have got the health, really. And, and we just develop and build off that. You know, it's, yeah, it's, it's a simple sort of formula. You know, there's no fancy yachts in Malaga on the horizon and stuff and all that nonsense. You know, it's not really about me, really. And yeah. um, I look forward to watching the boys play rugby again on a Sunday morning. Yeah. You know, with all the banter and stuff and everything else that goes with it. Um, and it's just the simple things in life, really, you know. It's, yeah, it's, it's knowing you're going home to a safe environment and the world's going to get a better place for me. Um, yeah, and it's coaches, that, you know, you said about going in for Easter and, and driving from 2022. When this all comes back, do you see it going back to normal and growth and, and, and working from there? Yeah, I do. I think, I think you know, you look at us, you know, I, I, we spoke to a lot of customers, you know, a lot of holiday, holiday makers. Yeah. And it was one woman in particular, she's a real astute sort of lady. I spoke to from Monmouth and she was a retired lawyer, solicitor, you know, in her 80s. Yeah. And, and I was just talking about holidays. We had to cancel a holiday and put them on another one. And it was in Saturday morning. So I was I was the track and trace manager. We had oh, a few right. issues. And, and I don't mind doing this, touching base. I absolutely loved it, really. Yeah, I bet. And I was just chatting, and she said, you know, you've got to understand, you know, I'm in my 80s, and me being not allowed to travel, it's like being in a, in, in, in a desert with gasping for drink. Yeah. You're gasping for that drop of water. So for, for our customers, really, the, the appetite to travel and experience life has never been never been greater. No. Um, and I think, you know, when the vaccine and everything else kicks in and it's a safer world to travel in, I think holidays are going to go really, really well. Nash Express is going to go really well. Yeah. The transport industry, hospitality and leisure, John, you know, the world yeah. you were turning in, I think it's going to go through the roof. Yeah, but we just got to go, we just got to hold on to what we got at the moment. And, and we, yeah, we'll celebrate success in years and months to come and talk about it in years and months to come. But the moment is get to Easter, yeah. you know, safely get to Easter, enjoy what we got. Um, and then I think we'll all benefit from the fruits of our labor in months to come. Yeah, I agree, mate. I totally agree. I'm just putting the hashtag uh, get the Easter because I love that. I'm going to plug in a, I'm going to whack that yeah. on. But I got one last question for you, bud. So the last yeah. one I always ask everyone is somebody who sat there thinking about getting on with something new, getting on with something different. I've got a couple of friends who, who really want to move up their business to another level, but, you know, they, they want to crack on, but they, they're not sure. What sort of advice would you give that person? If, it, you know, if they're there, they want to do it. How, what, you know, what would you say to them? God, you've got some belters of questions today, mate. You've done oh, this before, you? <laughs> you could have warned me about these last yeah, week. This is the last one, mate. This is hey, the last you, one. So. You didn't ask any of these last week. You stitched <laughs> me up. You, you warned me up last week. These are <laughs> auditing questions. I had my favourite colour. 
I had my favourite colour and favourite food last week. <laughs> They're just to soften you up, then, eh? Yeah, I got tuck, tucked up my kipper again. Um, yeah, I think, I think, you know, if you offer any advice at all, is to be yourself, to make sure what you do, you, you, you're actually making a difference to something. Yeah. You're enhancing somebody's life. You're making a difference. I think, you know, people ask about motivation and money. You know, I'm not motivated by money. I'm motivated by making a difference. Yeah. I'm motivated about seeing my staff grow and develop. And and we, we we took some customers away on holidays today and talking to the customers. You know, I'm motivated about providing them the best that we can be. Yeah. And I think success will follow that and money will follow that. We we certainly don't sit down and and, and you know we're not motivated by the by the by the nonsense. It's it's just quality delivery of service, um, compliance. We 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 safe, we legal, we we do a f- phenomenal job. The guys in the workshop do brilliantly, brilliantly well, you know, keeping yeah. everything on the road. Um, and just having that clarity, just self-belief that yeah, you are making a difference, you are doing the right thing. Um, you know, probably the most important thing is enjoy it, yeah. enjoy what you do. You know, you need to learn to laugh at yourself when something's gone wrong and, and you need to kick yourself up the backside and dust yourself off thinking, God, what a clown, you know? Yeah, because um, that's, that's going to happen all the time as well, isn't it? When it does happen, uh, you can't take yourself uh, too serious. Absolutely, every day. You could tell you a few stories today. I, I can't really, it's not for air. But, um, it's, <laughs> it's, it's for our second one in a few months' time. Yeah, it's the unedited, it's the bloomers version. Yeah, but, yeah, um, yeah, we'll get to that one, we'll get to that one. I, I just, just... Uh, yeah, course, the, the, what I wanted to say was, look, thank you ever so much for, for coming on, bud. Um, it's been amazing. And look, I, Merry Christmas. We're close to Christmas. We haven't really mentioned Christmas, but um, have a great Christmas with the family, mate, and, uh, and and good luck with everything in the future. Yeah, listen, same to you, mate. Really appreciate it. You're doing a wonderful thing. Um, keep the old podcast going and keep all the social media going. Um, stay safe down in Brighton, mate. Look after the family. And um, hopefully we'll see each other on a pitch. Yeah, um, mate, honestly, I, my boy will play for St. Peter's again sometime and we'll see each other on the pitch, definitely, mate. Hey, hey, we didn't bring up your dodgy refing either. That oh, wasn't yeah. a penalty giveaway. It wasn't a penalty, right? It was it was dodgy refing. I was biased. <laughs> mate, I gave up, I gave up my uh, I'll give you an example. Right? The last season I ever St. Peter's before I came to Brighton, I had to hand in my towel with regards to refing. So I nearly had two fights with people on the side. I, I nearly <laughs> offered someone into the changing rooms and he was a mate of mine. I was like, yeah. this is the end of me, I gotta get out of here. So I won't even end yeah. that either. But yeah, my refing days are gone. <laughs> oh, you should, man. You were re- seriously, you were really, really good at it. Yeah, you had a great I, I empathy. Really, I really enjoy it. Just got the yeah, you had a, you know, you a great empathy with the two kids, the two teams listening to you. There was a, a bit of laughter, a bit of fun. It was played with the right context. You should you should keep it up, mate. Don't, yeah, don't drop it. To be honest, I am going to do it, Dan. Yeah, he's playing for Brighton down here, which is good. So, and he's yeah. enjoying it. Look, I'm, I, look, we will meet on the pitch again, but have a great Christmas yeah. and I'll catch you soon. Okay, take it. Cheers, John. Cheers, Jason. Ciao, 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 hey, guys. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. I really loved catching up with Jason. Uh, just because we share a lot of common ground, a lot of common friends, a lot of common interests. And he's got, he, I, I, you know, when you, I've just done an NLP practitioner's course. And when you rebound off someone or you're the same trait as somebody, you know, you like who you like. Jason's a very similar person to me. Get on any barriers, either go over them, round them, whatever you're gonna do, just get get it, get the job done. And uh, yeah, I hope you just really enjoyed it. Some of the points for me were brilliant. You know, if you get, I love that little quote he said about just strapping your boots on and getting on with things. 
Love that. Um, really enjoyed it. I hope you really did as well. So that's series one done. I've done 12. It's now on to series two, which I'm hoping will come, will be out in the next few weeks. And then we're going to just crack on and get on with it but, and, and can bring in some more uh, people with the same attitude, really. So anyway, have a great afternoon, evening, whenever you've had a chance to read this. It'd be great if you could just give some feedback, like it, share it with friends, tag people in. Uh, but have a great night, evening, afternoon, and crack on! Crack on!